This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast, episode 166. This is your bi-week episode. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. I have, if you stay tuned to the very end of this episode in the what we learned segment i have a game changer for those of you who get barbecue takeout which is probably everybody even quarantine or not that there's there's only so much barbecue you can eat at one sitting so probably odds are you're going home with some no matter what i've got a top tip it's exciting <laughs> and that's all i got how are you man uh, i'm doing all right did not sleep very well last night what? It has nothing to do with... No. Nope. Okay. has everything to do with football. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, the the newest addition to the family was uh, was restless. Columbia was restless? Mm-hmm. He's, he stays in the in the back room. People don't know that. Spencer, Spencer uh, and his family has hosted Henry Columbia this whole time. It's been, you know, really nice of them to open up their home. But and Columbia I can tell you, stays up late. Yeah, the the ten yard width of my backyard, he throws a really nice ball. Yeah, yeah. Your fence has seen better days. It's hard to catch those. They're really fast. All right. For those that may be new, you can obviously follow us on the social media accounts: Twitter at twenty three personnel. You can follow me, Spencer at Pun Suck, Michael at Michael score, Michael underscore LBK. You can find us on Instagram at 23personnelpodcast. Um, you've heard us talk about it several times before, but guys, I cannot say how comfortable this hoodie is from Teespring. We love our shirts that we've got from them. Check it out. Uh, teespring.com slash stores slash 23personnelpodcast. Proceeds help out the show, bring you better, better quality content here. I like to think that we have one of the best sounding podcasts out there and that's because of you guys. Yeah. And not because of my voice. Oh, I, I think it has very little to do with the, the sounds of our voices. <laughs> yeah. Although, I couldn't agree any more than that. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. <laughs> as always, not, not as always, but we, as the, as the Rona rolls, as, as the Keith likes to say, we will be maintaining our appearances on the Co- Rob Bro College Tailgate show Saturday, 10 to noon. Michael won't be there this weekend. I'll have to take over for his, his spot. So it'll be double dose of Spencer as he took over for me for two weeks. I get to help out just a little bit this week. Um, 10 to noon Saturday on talk 1340. It's 1340 a.m., and ESPN 960 down in San Angelo on K 
kkam.com or the Talk 1340 mobile app. Mobile app. Mobile app. Mobile app. Mobile app. Um, Michael is also guest appearing. <laughs> He's making a yeah. guest appearance on the Bosco's Boys podcast, which is the Kansas State Armchair Media Network podcast. I was on there to help with the their Texas Tech preview. Their host, Scott, was obviously on ours. They reached back out for a separate special project they're doing. Michael is going to help help out for them. So if you want to check out that episode, Michael, you have any deets for them? Um, I just look for it this week. As far as I know, basically Scott's going around to all of the fellow Big 12 armchair podcast hosts and just trying to get their feel on how they think the Big 12 is going with it being kind of a big anniversary year and, uh, you know, what they would change, what teams you would add or wouldn't add, what teams you would kick out, uh, all that kind of good stuff. So we, we talked about a, some interesting Big 12 aspects, and he's just trying to hit up everybody. So look for that in your podcast feed, Bosco's Boys. And thanks again to Scott for, for having me. So as a little bit of a teaser, Michael, who would you kick out of the Big 12? Texas Christian. Okay. <laughs> Defend. <laughs> they have like 10,000 students, and we already have a private Christian school from Texas in the conference. Let's just kick them out. Okay. And I would not miss facing Gary Patterson every single year. Well, I mean, with with the way that games are starting to get canceled around the conference, there may be an opportunity to duck the horns this year. Not the horns, the frogs. Yeah, we've, we've, already, we've already gotten... We've already, yeah, we've already <laughs> lost that chance. Yeah. All right, this week we will be talking football, even though Texas Tech's on a bye week, which means... Even more look back, going to retouch, rehash, reopen these wounds from the Iowa State game this past weekend one more time. Um, give you some updates on our longstanding secondary update. Look around the yep. country at the top 25, see who's moved in, who's moved out. And then look at the, the Big 12 schedule from this past weekend, Big 12 coming up. Um, and then get to the aforementioned barbecue takeout game changer life hack from Michael. Oh yeah, it's it's worth it. Stay tuned. Guys, the wait is finally over. Triple header fun is upon us this week. Football's in full effect with many teams starting their stuff early. NBA finals just wrapped up MLB playoffs are in full swing getting closer to that world series you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online head to bet online today and use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great signup bonuses Bet online, your online sports book experts. Michael? Yes. You want to talk some football? I guess if we have to. If we have to. All right, let's do it.
Parker takes it at the 11. He's going to try to get to the right sideline, breaks the tackle. He's got running room at the 30, the 35-40. He's the midfield, the 45-40. He may go. 25-10. Touchdown, Red Raiders. Davis Webb, the freshman, screen. Underneath there, breaks the tackle, still running up the sideline, turns on the juice, touchdown. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. So Harold in the shotgun from the 28. The throw goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. I, he plays. Oh, oh, he's the worst. Red Raider. Unbelievable. All right, Michael, I don't know if it's advisable, but I'd like to go back and look at Texas Tech's last possession before halftime this week, this past weekend in Ames. If, if we must, I mean, we are gluttons for punishment because we're going to review quite a few things from the season so far. Okay, so I think a lot of people have been on this, and I, I, I just want to talk. I just want to talk it through one more time for, <laughs> I guess, for, for my sake. Um, I'm, I'm just, I don't know where, like, what I want to think or, or what to think about all this because going into halftime, uh, sorry, no, yeah, going into halftime, Texas Tech takes the ball over, um. On the on their twenty, so it was a touchback. I think on a punt, Texas Tech takes the ball over with a minute eighteen to go. Matt Wells, David Yost call two plays: a three-yard run and a one-yard loss of a run on a run, and runs out the clock. They had two timeouts left, plenty of time to attempt to move the ball. Um, I I don't think there was enough time, even had they gone three and out, that they would have punted and let Iowa State have a chance at it again. Um, Iowa State had three timeouts, so I, mean, I don't think they would have pushed to stop the clock. But I guess where I'm going with this post game comments, I think we've all kind of touched on it. 
Matt Wells was asked why, like, what what was the thought process going into that that possession? Um, and he said, you know, he 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 said we weren't going to get the first down, and I don't want to put the defense back on the field, or or I don't want to give Iowa State the ball again. Yeah, and first off, okay, he may have been right because so far on the day, Tech had mustered three first downs. They were 0 for 4 on third down at halftime. It was not looking good. So he may have been right, but that's not a good enough reason for me. <laughs> and and that's just not it's it's just cuz he's maybe right about that, that's not a good enough reason. It's one of those things where like we we appreciate transparency, but like when he says this we're like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, not, because not that transparent, because <laughs> here's the thing. It just, it, it opens up more questions, um, going into halftime, like he had a little halftime interview, uh, going into the locker room, admitted that the offense had left plays on the field. The quarterback was inconsistent and not accurate. All these things pair this with the, we weren't, we were not going to get the first down there with a minute 18 or minute 20, whatever it was. And then you trot out Alan Bowman to start the third quarter. Like you yeah. wait until the, the middle of the fourth quarter to say, we need a spark here. We need a change in what we're doing. You were down yeah. 31 to seven at that point. There, there's no spark. No. I mean, if there's a spark, you're in the middle of a rainforest. It's, it's not going to matter. Everything's going to just just like it was before it started there might be a little brown spot on the floor on the forest floor but that's it brown spot yeah we'll talk about that, that too <laughs> uh so so we all know that henry columbia does come in midway through the fourth quarter um i don't know how much of a grain of salt to put towards his performance like, I don't want to say, oh my gosh, he came in and, and let the world on fire and like overvalue his performance or say he came in against backups. They completely weren't, they were playing prevent defense um, and they would have done the same thing to Bowen, but they just didn't. It's somewhere in the middle there, I think, because we're not sure because he didn't have a, a, he didn't have a, the best comparative stats against Iowa State. However, he did not play against the backups in Manhattan against Kansas State and had a very similar spark or approach when he came into the game. The offense looked and felt different. Um, so Wells and Yost make that change way too late, and we're all like, I, this actually calls into your decision-making, like it calls into question, like why you waited so long to do this? Because look, he, he's, he's doing well. Um, had he come out 21 to seven and he leads us, you know, a touchdown drive early in the third quarter. Um, you know, you were able to stop Iowa state on their first two possessions in the third quarter. Had you come out and put up a field goal or maybe even a touchdown to, to close the lead 21 to 14. Like this game may have looked a whole lot different. It may have not. I mean, Iowa state may have like just poured on the gas and just like screw you guys. 
Yeah, um, I mean, they definitely ran the ball a lot more, and they were less creative in how they ran the ball in the second half. Um, I know that Brees Hall's numbers, he carried it about 10 more times, but only had about 20 or 30 more yards. So it it didn't really seem like they were, like you said, kind of putting the foot on our necks or anything like that. But I think the latest that would have made sense to bring in Columbia would have been after the first offensive drive. Yeah, I, know. I would have said the second possession in the third quarter. Like, had had Bowman come out and looked exactly the same, like, okay, let's go ahead and make a change. Yeah, that would have been, the to me, the latest that it would really have, one, made a difference, and, and two, not called in decision-making questions the whole time because it was just, the game was over. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were, if it was just, okay, well, the quarterback battle's starting now for West Virginia. Maybe that was their thought process. I don't agree with that either. I, I would have, as painful as it might have been, I would have rather seen seen Bowman just finish it out than force Columbia in there when there's nothing he can do except score our only offensive touchdown for the day. But and three anyway. like three touchdowns in the process. <laughs> yeah. So now, I mean, because of this, and unfortunately because Bowman was hurt in Manhattan. We got us a good old-fashioned quarterback controversy in October, and you know that's never happened before in Lubbock. It's it's new. It's the first we've never <laughs> experienced this ever. So, well, well so welcome, <laughs> welcome to this brand new thing we've never had happen. I told this to, to, to my brother. Like, it obviously draws a, a comparison to Taylor Potts and Stephen Sheffield in two thousand nine. Taylor Potts is is injured. Uh, he had a concussion. I can't remember if it was against Texas or New Mexico, but it was early on in the season that year. I know he got blown up in Austin by Sergio Kendall. Um, yes, would have been a targeting and ejection. <laughs> in 2020, it would have been a, an immediate ejection. Maybe. Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it was in Austin. I, I think it was uh, Randy Crystal that was on the call or uh, Bible, whatever his name was. Um both big UT fans calling games in the state of, or in Austin. Anyways. Um, and then Sheffield comes in, like he comes in for an injured, ineffective Taylor Potts. The offense looks differently. And if it moves the ball differently, it looks, it's a lot more exciting. Taylor Potts is healthy, come back um, and, and they go back and forth. Sheffield ends up getting uh, his foot stepped on by uh, Indomitian Sue and Lincoln breaks his foot and then I guess that opens the door back up for Potts to, to start making a competition out of it. And then Sheffield doesn't really play again until late in the bowl game against Michigan State. Yeah, but it's one of those things where like, like it divided the like it divided the fan base. So you had a a, a traditional pocket passer, um, dude with a cannon for an arm, like he can just pick apart defenses, um. And throw like he he was really good, but if there's any pressure, like he couldn't move. He was kind of a liability. Obviously, he got blown up in Austin, and then you had Sheffield, who was a lot more mobile. Um, he wasn't necessarily a running quarterback, but in the sense of like Tony Romo esque or something like that. He was a scrambler. Yeah, like 
he was able to move his feet to extend the play to be able to find a receiver, which is what Columbia feels a lot like. Like he's not a scramble. Like he does run and pick up yards and he is effective or efficient, usable <laughs> on like a, an actual option play. Whereas Bowman isn't like, that's just a, a handoff. Um, anyway, so I was like, you know, they, it, it could turn out a lot like this where um, the offense may, may look a whole lot different, but I don't know. It could be, I mean, it's similar to uh, Mayfield and Webb too. It's kind of similar to that controversy. You kind of have probably Bowman's more of the Webb type and, um, you know, Columbia's more the Mayfield type. Or so it, there's, it even goes back to last year, like Bowman versus Duffy. Yep. There's that. There's, uh, I mean, I, I was obviously kidding. We've, there's been our share of quarterback, <laughs> quote unquote, controversies over the last 10 years for sure. Uh, I mean, it goes back to when I was a student. Whoever the, if, if QB1 was stinking it up, QB2 was always the most popular guy on the team until they came in and messed it up. And then it was kind of like, all right, well, who's left? So it's just always gone that way. But I think we have some, some stats to kind of back us up a little bit. And something yeah. that we've, we've mentioned for a good while now with Bowman is you and I have been concerned with his inability to connect consistently on deep passes since he started. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he was a little bit better, I think, in 2018, but not much. Um, and that could have been because of his receiving core then. But I, I'm just not sure. I mean, I, I think we have some quantifiable stats here that can kind of back us up a little bit for wanting to see Columbia and just see what he can do. Yeah, and 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 I remember when we talked about stats with Bowman versus Duff, you were like, actually, they're they're a lot more similar than people would think. Um, they had similar completion percentages. They had similar touchdown percentages, although Bowman skewed obviously a lot more passing uh, where Duffy didn't have as many passing touchdowns, but he, he made it up with rushing touchdowns. They had the same number of turnovers, like surprisingly similar, similar in the outcomes, but it looked and felt a whole lot different. This is not the case. <laughs> Let's go ahead and say that now. This is not Bowman and Columbia. Like, I don't know what Coach Wells and David Yost are seeing in practices. I don't know what's making them make the decision to continue to start Bowman. Hopefully when they trot out there in two weeks versus West Virginia, we're seeing Henry Columbia start because I think if Bowman comes out, there will be a full-on riot. <laughs> there could be. Um, but because like, yeah, okay, so go it, ahead. Uh, Kyle pointed this out. Kyle Jacobson um, also contributed to taking the planes. He said, going back into the Texas game, the past 24 offensive drives for Texas Tech, Texas Tech has scored on four of them. Henry Columbia was the quarterback on the field for all four of those scoring drives. Which means... Alan Bowman was the quarterback of record for the other 20 non-scoring drives. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> it's not good, Bob. 
that's bad. And we've, we've got some, we've got some more stats, man. I, yeah. I dug into some stuff guys. So uh, I'll try to do this in a way that if you're listening, it won't be too boring, but I'm going to try to run through them. So basically what I did was look at Bowman versus Columbia this season in conference play. Obviously it's not going to be exactly perfect. Bowman was injured and didn't get to finish Kansas state and, you know, Columbia's never gotten the chance to start a game. So, okay, take that as it as you know, but that's what we're going to try to do. So completion percentage, Bowman in these three games, 59.3%. Yikes. Colum- Columbia's 74.1. And Columbia's thrown 40 for 54. So it's not like he's just thrown, you know, 10 for 15 or whatever that would work out to be. And Bowman has attempted 81 passes. So it's like, they're not, they're not really that far apart in number of attempts. Yeah. Um, Bowman has obviously thrown more. So he's thrown for 451 yards, 5.6 yards per catch. Columbia's thrown for Wait. 359 yards, 6.6 yards per catch. Okay. Like neither of those numbers are great, but no. your starting quarterback has a, five yard per catch average. Yeah. And, and like I said, this is just big 12 play. Um, I thought that was kind of the, you know, let's leave the HBU game out of this. Um, I don't think that would have helped Bowman a lot anyway, but still. So rushing or passing touchdowns, Bowman has five Columbia with three. Uh, I did pass over this rushing yards. Bowman has zero rushing yards, not even, not even one, not two, not negative. I mean, he has not carried the ball at all in those three games. Columbia has 51 yards, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's 3.6 yards per attempt. So and when, when he's, when he moves, a lot of times he gets somewhere. And that does include like the only time that Texas Tech has given up a sack on offense, it's been to Columbia. So he's been sacked. Bowman hasn't, which means he's actually rushed for, Probably I mean, closer to 60. So 51 is like the net, but his rushing yards is going to be a little bit higher than that. Yep. Um, so I think I already said this, but I'll do it again. Bowman, five touchdowns, Columbia, three. Bowman, three interceptions, Columbia, one. Now Bowman has thrown, you know, almost 30 more passes. So that's, that's still probably more than it should be of a disparity. Um, the longest pass for both of these guys is not great. Bowman completed a 29 yarder. Columbia completed a 28 yard pass. So those are practically neck and neck. Um, but then you get to the rating. Bowman has a rating of 119 in conference play this year. Columbia 144.5. That's and I think significant. a lot of it. Yeah. And a lot of it comes down to yards per catch, which, you know, we're talking about only one yard difference, but you know, maybe that one yard could get you a first down more often than not. But really the completion percentage, I hadn't realized how how down Bowman has been. And, and this includes the Texas game. But, you know, the Texas game had some misses, man. But, um, you know, obviously Iowa State was probably his worst outing on that. But just at this point, with this small sample size of three games, Tech has lost three games uh, in a row. Try something different, man. Just just 
try something different. Uh, That's one thing we kind of ding these coaches on is they get so stubborn and hard headed and they're like, well, we're not going to change because this is what we've decided and this is what we're going to do. Even if we see something that we don't like, we're not going to change until there's eight and a half left in the fourth quarter and it doesn't matter. But maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to give it a change. Everyone likes Bowman. We like Bowman. I mean, I don't want to speak for Spencer, but I don't think either of it's not like any of us don't like the guy, but it just seems like at this point, Columbia, at least give him a shot. He yeah. seems more, he just looks more comfortable running mm-hmm. the offense. I agree. I, and I would say that we agree there um, because we haven't seen Columbia come out and I mean, we, we haven't seen him start a game. We saw him play at least half, if not the majority of the game versus Kansas state. He didn't play at all versus Texas and then played in garbage time versus Iowa state. Um, so Bowman has had, he's been in, he's, he's logged more game time. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. You'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. 
But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. But I want to go back to those yards for a second. Bowman's thrown for 451 yards and rushed for zero. Columbia's total yards is 410. And it felt like he has he's played like half of a game. Where I mean Columbia's may have may have totaled three quarters total versus yeah. um Bowman's full game plus overtime versus Texas, uh, the 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 balance between, um, whatever it was in 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 Manhattan that Columbia didn't do, and then all of Iowa State until the middle of the fourth quarter. So like, probably two full like, is that nine quarters to Columbia's yeah. three, and there's a forty-one yard difference. That's ridiculous. He's played three times as much as Columbia, and the yards are essentially the same. I want to see Columbia take a starting role. I want to see what he can do when he knows it's his offense and it's his game to play and what he can do. And and not to continue to pile on Bowman, because like I said, it's not like we don't like him. He's a tough kid. The guy's been through hell as a player had just just had horrible luck with injuries it, and he seems like a smart kid and the play, and the coaches like him players like him everybody so but to kind of bring our point home a little bit i looked into we've kind of alluded this in the past of, of bowman's record versus power 5 teams but i've never actually dug into it till today and it's not good um and i'm only including games that he has either completely finished or, you know, got hurt right at the end. Obviously I'm not going to include West Virginia or OU in 2018. Um, I am including Arizona in 2019 because he was injured, I believe on the last offensive drive, possibly the last offensive play. No, like he, he like he was injured late in the first half, but came back. Oh, he came back. That's he, right. He played, well, he played the, the second half game. injured. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, of course, I'm not including Kansas State because he was injured this season. Um, I am including Iowa State, though, because he played the majority of the game and he wasn't mm-hmm. injured. He was just pulled. So in in those six games, <laughs> this is kind of crazy, too. And so far in, um, let's see, 28 football games, he's finished six <laughs> against Power 5 teams. Uh, so and he's one does not speak to his health or ability to stay healthy. 
Correct. Um, of those six games, he is one in five. His only win was what we felt like at the time was a pretty monumental win in Stillwater in 2018. Oh, it was huge. It was a lot of fun. That, that it was that, that massive. That was it was it was so much fun. Like it was the you, first time you put it on yeah, the the Cowboys in Stillwater. Yeah, 41 to 17. So I'm also including Ole Miss because, I mean, Bowman got thrown into that game in 2018 and Tech lost. But I'm counting. I mean, that's, yeah, that's going to have to count against him. McLean Carter was injured, what, like the second drive? I think so. It was second or third. And then Bowman was trotted out pretty soon after that. So unfortunately, um, I won't go through all the stats. But so 2018 lost to Ole Miss. Uh, beat Oklahoma State, lost to Iowa State after he came back from his injury. Um, this is not counting against him, but I just wanted to point out that probably his best game was against OU where he was hurt and was unable to compete in the second half. He was 21 for 26, 227 yards, two touchdowns, and Tech was up 31-28 at halftime. That was a heck of a performance. So just so y'all don't think we're haters or something. <laughs> that was an awesome game. Uh, of course, it was the Oklahoma State game. I mean, he had two picks that game, and Tech ran for 220-something yards, so that helps. But they, he really did have a good game. The, the fourth loss, or the third loss, comes in Arizona last year, of course, 28-14, and then two losses this year against Texas and Iowa State. Um, another thing to note in these losses or not these losses, but these games against power five opponents, Texas offense only averaged 27 and a half points per game. But in the other games that he played, you know, the Lamars and the Houston's and Montana States and, and all that tech was averaging 49 points per game. That's so that's a touchdowns. huge drop. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of that's kind of where we're at. I mean, I, I think most fans are this way too. As always, QB two always looks the most enticing when QB one's struggling. But this isn't just this year. This is kind of a trend, unfortunately. And he put up some big numbers, but they were against teams that um, you know when when you put up seventy seven to nothing against Lamar, that's going to help. That's going to help your stats a little bit. Going to pad the stats, or you put up sixty three versus Houston. Yeah. Yeah. And, but when you go one in five in games that you actually play the majority of against power five teams, it's not good. Yeah. So for those that are, are, I guess, having a hard time following along with all these numbers, they're all these, the stats, the records, all that kind of stuff will be in the notes on the post that we do on taking the plane. So if you want to go check those out, look into them yourself stagnantplanes.com they'll be up Wednesday as soon as you can hear the podcast uh, th- this will be up on, on stagnantplanes so stagnantplanes.com look for the 23 personnel podcast post um, and, and you can see all this wanted to update the the last 17 games Texas Tech is 2 and 5 2 and 15 excuse me oh I was about to say 2 and 5 oh my gosh 2 and 15 yeah, so the, the the full calendar year without a win against a Big 12 team is still in play because the last time Tech won was against West Virginia on November 9th last year. And you've got two more opportunities or three? 
I think just two. I think it's West Virginia and TCU. I think. Yeah. And then I'm going to roll through this too. We have a secondary update, TTU secondary update. Yeah, here we go. There are five games played right now. 76 FBS, FBS teams have played. Texas Tech is 72nd with passing yards allowed per game at 335.5, down from 347 last week. So trending in the right direction. Texas Tech is 73rd in passing yards allowed this season, 1,342. Um, unfortunately, still two of the three teams behind Tech have played. Um, oh, I think I got that wrong. No, Tech's only played four games. Yeah, so two of the three teams behind Tech have played five games. Yeah, Tech's only played four games this year. We, we're, we're one and three, not one and four or two yeah. and three or whatever. Sorry, guys. So, yeah, uh, you know, I think just that Houston Baptist game is just it's going to be so hard to overcome stat wise. Maybe by the end of the year, Tech's secondary will kind of crack into the top half or closer to the top half. But you may also we'll see. you may also find and face a more potent passing offense. Um, Texas and Sam Ellinger, like you did a pretty good job against them. Uh, but Kansas State and Iowa State, not really the dynamic passing offenses that you'll see against Oklahoma, West Virginia, Oklahoma state, Baylor, probably Kansas will try to throw against you. Like basically everybody else left in the schedule is going to, are going to be better at throwing the ball than Iowa state and T sorry, Iowa state and Kansas state. And probably what, and probably what I will do is once the, Big 10 and the Pac-12 and those guys start playing again, which I think is this week. So this week or next week? No, it's next week. It's the 23rd, 24th. Yep. That's when Big 10 comes back. So once they start playing again, I'll just, I will quit paying attention to passing yards allowed in the season because that's going to be so weird to compare with teams that have played one game versus teams that have played seven. So it'll just be, I'll only keep up with passing yards per game after that. That makes sense. All right. Was that depressing enough? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're moving on to something a little bit more lighthearted, hopefully. 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 Um, yeah, because we're, we're going to look around the rest of the conference, or sorry, the rest of the country, the rankings. Um, but before we get there, you need to go check out manscaped.com. Guys, Manscaped has released a new product, the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror and I guarantee you will see hairs sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep up your ear and nose hair trimming and make them look as nice as the rest of your Manscaped body. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This device continues to to deliver on their proprietary skin-safe technology, and it uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360 rotary dual-blade system. Waterproof, just like the lawnmower. Um, 90 minutes of battery. Guys, you need to go check out Lan- Manscaped. Not, not Landscaped, Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Check out all their products. Lawnmower, the Weed Whacker, the Testy Toner, the Deodorants, all that great stuff. Um, when you do that, listeners of this show can get 20% off plus free shipping 
when you use the code armchair. Go to manscaped.com. It's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Guys, as you know, the wait's finally over. There's a lot of sports upon us this week. Football's in full effect. Um, the NBA finals are over. But Major League Baseball playoffs are in full swing. Full swing. I finally get it. Full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today, use promo code ARMCHAIR, and take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Top 25. Got some some movement. Some Ooh, we did. Big 10 My Tar teams. Heels. Yeah, Tar Heels. North Carolina jumped up to number five. They were, um, it was projected, predicted to be a close game versus Virginia Tech, I believe. It was not. <laughs> North Carolina came out and handily defeated their opponent. I think it was 21, 24 points, something like that. Um, Top four basically stayed the same. Uh, Notre Dame moved up to number four from number five um, because who was number five? Where'd they go? Uh, Florida? No, it wasn't Florida. Um, Notre Dame was five. No, Florida was four, so that makes sense. Okay, that's why. Florida dropped down to 10th. Anyways, um, Ohio State staying strong there. Number six, hasn't played a game yet. I have to tell you, I am extremely shocked that they didn't take this opportunity to move Ohio State to number five and (laughs) bump North Carolina to number six instead of five. Yeah, because I'm very surprised that they didn't do that. North Carolina did leapfrog Ohio State. Oklahoma State, top rated ranked team in the Big 12. Number seven are Cincinnati Bearcats. Number eight. Still don't believe it. Penn State, number nine, haven't played a game yet. Florida lost to A&M. What the heck are you doing? Tenth. Those same Aggies jumped from 21st to 11th. Oregon staying strong at 12. 12. (laughs) Can't pronounce 12. Um, Miami dropped from 7th to 13th after losing to Clemson. BYU, Auburn, Wisconsin, SMU, Tennessee, Michigan, Iowa State moved up a couple spots from 24th to 20th. Uh, Raging Cajuns moved up to 21st. Kansas State joins the rankings. USC, (laughs) USC has not played, but they joined the rankings this week and went from receiving votes to 25th. Um, You know who I didn't say, though? Oklahoma or Texas. Ooh, neither one is ranked. Texas is receiving votes. They've only got five points. USC at 25th has 124 points. So they're quite a ways away from being ranked. Oklahoma, 71 points. You know who also has five points? Houston, a team that went down huge early to Tulane and somehow came back and won and 
Is that the only game they've played? <laughs> have they played another game? LSU. They have the same votes as Texas. LSU has has five points. You know who's ahead of Texas? Liberty at eight points. Oh, ouch. Air Force, Memphis, Army. Teams that haven't even played yet. Iowa, Utah, Arizona State, Coastal Carolina. This is funny. Now, I, of course, we... We can say that because Texas Tech's not in this at all, but that's fine. Every, everything's relatively funny. I did want to point out one thing. Oklahoma State's huge leap from number 10 to 7 came during a bye week, so good for them. <laughs> they they held, held on to defeat the dreaded bye week, um, and they're getting a second bye week. I think this is the first – I think we heard this the first time they've, this happened since 1918. You're Another right. Another pandemic are. year. They, they had the game this weekend – Scheduled this weekend versus Baylor. Got moved to the very last week of the scheduled season, uh, December 12th. Um, which means if they or Baylor or both of them are in contention to be playing in the conference championship game, they the Big 12 is going to move the championship game to the following week, to the 19th. Okay. I knew that they had some kind of flex opportunity there, and I'm sure that Jerry Wold will work with them. I'm sure they're fine. Um, Baylor, gosh, what is going on down there, Waco? They had reported 28 active cases on the football team alone. Um, It is reported that, or at least they're, they're thinking the reason why they got to this, this part is that they had a, a false negative. So a player that had COVID got a negative test result. Um, so it was not being held out of team activities and unfortunately helped spread the virus through the football team. That's not scary at all, but yeah, they, uh, well, last week over a bye week, they, they halted all team activities. Um, and then this week they are, rescheduling their game versus Oklahoma state. Now, what does that do for Oklahoma state? It gives them another week to prepare for Iowa state. Could be, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. It could be really big for Oklahoma state to get that much more time to get ready for the cyclones. Or it could be too much time. Like we see in the NBA playoffs where a team kind of sits there for a while. Like if they win their series, you know, they sweep their series in four games or three games, whatever it is. And they have to sit waiting on their next opponent who goes through a seven game series and they're off for like a week. They're a little rusty. Yeah. You can get a little bit cold. So anyways, uh, other games last weekend, obviously Texas, Oklahoma, they went to four overtimes over overtimes. Yeah. He went to fourth overtime. Oklahoma pulled it out. 53, 45. Um, the part, I mean, the game that, that I was able to see, it was, it was not good. It was ugly. <sighs> it was some ugly football. It looked like two unranked teams out there playing. Guess what? Both of them are unranked teams. <laughs> Which is what it would be if it was this week. Yeah. And Oklahoma, I mean, bless their heart. They're just Texas Tech North right now. They went into the fourth quarter. I think they were up by two touchdowns. I'm not exactly sure. But I even tweeted something out like, oh, look, OU with a two score lead in the fourth quarter. What could go wrong now? 
they also went through a little bit of court quarterback controversy in the middle of their game. They Spen- did. Spencer Rattler was pulled. Um, I don't think it was injury related, but like, like I said, I wasn't watching this game too, too closely. Uh, Mordecai came in, a guy from Waco played a little bit. Rattler ends up finishing the game. Um, other games this past weekend, obviously Texas Tech versus Iowa State. And then the battle of the purple teams. Kansas State was in Fort Worth. Kansas State wins 21-14, which was interesting because I think TCU was a, like a touchdown favorite. Yes. Yeah, blew my mind. TCU was, I think, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, so this did not surprise me to see Kansas State go in there and do well. Unfortunately, they're going to have to go the rest of their season without Skylar Thompson. Mm-hmm. Sorry that. about that. Sorry Any about Wildcat you. fans listening, that's really not cool. So good luck to y'all. So remember when we talk about like the window of opportunity, if you like, if you're a big 12 football fan, I think we brought it up several times. Like this is, um, when was the last time it was, I guess it was last weekend on the third, we kind of looked around and we're like, uh, or maybe it was this week. Either way, this upcoming weekend, October 17th, there is one game. Kansas versus West Virginia. 11 a.m. Yeah. on Fox. Who's getting up early, getting ready for the Fox big nooner? <laughs> Is their big noon game? Big nooner Saturday. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it for that one. I couldn't, we couldn't have timed this better. Uh, you know, Spencer said I won't be on the radio show this weekend. That's because my wife and I are going out of town and, you know, with COVID and everything, this is the second or third date that we just randomly, we booked this thing, this trip months ago and we're supposed to go in May and then we changed it to June and then we changed it to October. Cause we're just like, I don't know. And so we had no idea what the schedule was going to be. The schedule changed to turn out. Not only is it a tech bye week just by sheer luck, but the only game I'm going to miss is Kansas versus West Virginia. It'll be fine. You, I can catch not, up with the cliff notes on that. You're not going to miss this game. Um, nah. And not that I'm saying you're going to check in on the game. Like there's nothing going to be, there's not going to be anything to check in on. I mean, I'll look at the highlights a little bit, see how Daggy did, you know, try to get some, some, a handle on some of the players that Tech's about to face. But yeah, grain of salt, all of it. Whatever happens that Saturday, it's just, who knows? You can't really take anything from it. So if you don't like, if, you, if you're not like, if you're not like a college football fan, if you just like to watch Big 12, find something else to do this weekend. Go, go, go catch up on errands. Go, uh, go pull out your Halloween decorations. Um, <laughs> go clean up the garage. It, yeah. It, if, if there is a game to check in on, it's uh, Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, probably. Georgia, Saturday night. Yep. Just just time your day around that. Catch the cliff notes on how West Virginia did against Kansas. And that's that. Speaking of West Virginia, have you seen the starting time for October 24th when tech heads? Well, is it is West Virginia here in Lubbock this year? Yes. Yes, it is. Anyway, have you seen the starting time of this game? I have. And it makes no sense. I've never seen a game in central time set for this kickoff time. So this is the blue plate special game. This is a 4.30 p.m. Central. This is the senior delight. It's the senior discount. The senior buffet at Furs or Luby's or, you know, RIP Luby's. But 
that's that's what it is. It's the four thirty the four thirty p.m. game on ESPN two. Mm, it just kind of feels feels really weird, man. I don't even know how to time this. Uh, I mean, the game's going to be ending right as I'm supposed to be putting my daughter to bed. Usually, it's the game's over way before, or she's in bed at the beginning of the game, or I I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to going to handle this. You'll get a much more instant instant reaction that weekend. <laughs> That's a good point <laughs> because we're usually, uh, we're tied up with other things on Saturdays and we'll, we'll get to our instant reaction like late Saturday night after the kids have gone to bed. Um, so morning and early afternoon games, there's, there's a little bit of a time for us to, to cool off or just, just do want it even longer. Um, West Virginia, it'll be like final whistle. We get the kids in bed. We turn the computers on the microphones on and we're, we're, we're rolling. Yeah, so it'll be pretty instant. That's true. Yeah, I've I've never seen a football game start at four thirty. It's new to me, man. Uh, someone on someone on Twitter was was trying to kind of do Mister Brightside on. I was like, hey, well, it'll be kind of a night game. <laughs> yeah, so that that was Tristan and he, and he's McGonagall. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was um, Tristan. On the, yeah, Talk and Tech podcast, if, if you'll have it, check that out. Yeah, and I said, that's not a night game. He was like, well, by the end of the game, it'll be a night game. He's <laughs> like, like, you know, sure. technically. <laughs> like, okay, that's true. That's some glass some glass half full stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. Because by the time the game is over, yeah, I mean. It will be dark. In Lubbock and fall, it's sun's down by eight these days. So that game will probably be over eight, eight thirty-ish. Makes sense. I think he's right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it, it it makes me wonder: Is does Matt Wells consider this a, a night game? Does he wear all black? I'd like to see it. I have no issue with with wearing the all black. Just don't call it a blackout. Yep, because then we're just doomed to lose. <laughs> all right, um, for a bye week, I think we'll kind of wrap that up. We'll get into what we learned. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right, Michael, before you give us your barbecue takeout game changer, I learned something. Okay, man, I'm ready. I, I went to uh, I went to four golf Monday night. I had yes. a friend, coworker, golf pro, essentially, because this dude was crushing it. Um, a friend of the show, Harrison, uh, actually lives in 23 personnel podcast north neighborhood right around oh, the corner wow. over there on avenue x i believe yeah um anyways in the northern hills, <laughs> northern hills I, we went to the four um and i learned relearned remembered golf is not a kind game <laughs> it is there okay so this is my second ever time going to a driving range swinging a golf club so like super green brand brand new um i'm sore i hurt <laughs> in weird places for swinging a, a club um yeah. i i planned it on a day so like they, they had a promotion for healthcare workers so one it's usually if they're running a promotion it's on a day that they need business like it's great when it's it's free for me um, and it's also going to be not super busy. And I also went right at the very beginning of the promos. It was like at six o'clock, there's probably not gonna be a lot of people there. And I was right 
at six o'clock there weren't by the time we left at eight it was packed (laughs) um so i was there i was like i know i'm gonna make a fool of myself i know i'm gonna look stupid i want to do this in front of as few people as possible (laughs) you did not get that luxury (laughs) i mean i did for a while and then and we had parties come in on the lanes like not lanes but the tea boxes like right next to us is like well guys if you want to if you want to have some entertainment like just, just, just watch me for, for a minute um i i feel like i have a, a better handle on what i'm doing wrong and how to correct it and get better um but it's one of those things where like there's so many moving pieces to it that like you also kind of need somebody else watching you and telling you oh hey by the way you did this this time or like if, if, if you record yourself, go back and watch, uh, it's the golf swing is complex. Well, and There's many pieces that are moving at the same time. Many different instances to insert error. It's such a skill. It's a skill. That's, that's the issue. It's kind of like, like a woodworking or something. It's, it's not like, I feel like with bowling, Bowling is a skill. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but I feel like you can kind of muscle your way through bowling and be decent. You know, just don't fall on your butt and it'll be fine. You can't like muscle your way through swinging a golf club. <laughs> it's all about finesse and skill and being precise and knowing exactly how your body tweaks and then always waking up the next day with a sore back. Yeah. So my back is a little sore. And I think it's, I mean, because the proper stance over a golf ball, you have a little bit of bend at your waist, bending over, forward. So you spend a lot of time bent forward with your lower back muscles engaged to kind of keep your body upright. Those are sore, definitely. The <laughs> surprising muscles that are sore for me are actually my forearms, which is not good. You, don't, you shouldn't be using your forearms in a golf swing. That tells you where I went wrong because it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, not an upper body. It's not a strength contest to swing a club. It is a, you twist and rotate your body to create tension and then you unravel that tension (laughs) into into your swing. Anyways, on to four golf. I'm sore. Uh, When I hit the ball well, I enjoyed it. I could see like myself enjoying this. I enjoyed watching my friend hit the ball much better. Oh, it's, it's like, a blast. Cause it's like, dude, that swing. And like, it was, it was nice. It sounded good when he hit the ball. Yes. He, he, he kept telling me like, I never hit the ball this straight. I was like, sure, dude. Sure. <laughs> um, launch no, like I, some just beautiful shots. Like <sighs> he's like, don't, don't feel bad. This is your second ever time. I've been playing this since I'm 12. Since I was 12. I was like, he's my age. So he's been playing this for 20 years. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. I don't want to wait 20 years until I'm, I'm decent enough where I, 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 I get to that kind of proficiency. But it may be. Oh, it, I, I think it will be because it, the, I've only been, I'm kind of like you. I've been to a driving range maybe four or five times. Luckily, it's always been a safe, safe place. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've been around good friends and you know, some of them are pretty good and some of them are not that great, but I don't think any of them were as bad as me. I was always the worst one. I'm pretty sure. But that was, 
it's just, it, all it does is just make you realize how hard this is. It's so hard. It is how do so these, hard. How do these guys get out there and they just, just reel off 350 yards like it's nothing? I'm like, I, I can't, you know, the people immediately to my left and right are not safe. <laughs> I, I had, I don't know how it happened. See, but those stories happen all the time when guys like us go to a traffic <laughs> range. I mean, the, the ones that like shoot off, like squirt out, like in front of the next tee box. Like I understand like those are way poorly hit. I had one so poorly hit. It hit the inside of my front leg. <laughs> the ball hit me in the leg. Now, luckily, tip. <laughs> luckily, like to get the ball that far off course, like you couldn't hit it very hard. So like it didn't hurt. But like I, I swung, I hit the ball, the ball hit me. I was like, yep, we're doing that again. Cause that's not, <laughs> that's not supposed to happen. Um, that was incorrect. <laughs> that's not how it's supposed to happen. My, and my friend kept asking me like, so like, ha- have you played golf before? Have you been on, like on, on a course? I was like, have you seen where these balls are going? Like, there's no way I'd take this to the golf course. I would lose every shot I take. I'm losing that ball. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would play a hole and like score like a 30 and be like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never played golf before. I don't ever plan on starting because I think I would need a golf course to myself for probably every Saturday for three years before I'd feel comfortable. Okay. I'm going to go with the group. I'm going to go with the group. We're going to try this. Yeah. But yeah. There's no way you can do that. <laughs> so Kyle is also in our group. He's also picking up golf. I think he's a lot further ahead than I am. Uh, he actually played around with some family. Um, he's offered to go out with, with me when I want to go out and like practice and learn together. But like, Kyle, let, let me just, I'm, I'm, I'm a ways away from that. I'm, I'm going to be going to four golf, free golf Mondays for a while <laughs> trying to figure this out. Um, I may look at like a lesson or two. I don't know. I don't, pff. anyways, golf is hard. I'm trying. I haven't given up yet. Yeah. It's hard. I'm proud of you, man. There's no way I'm never going to pick it up. The good thing about four two is, and driving range just in general, you can they will bring a burger to you. Yeah, my I, so I, I had I already eaten dinner, but my, my friend ordered dinner while we were there, and their drinks they had a bunch of stuff on tap. Uh, obviously, sodas. My my preferred soda was out, so I just had to have water. I was kind of disappointed, but it's okay. At least you were hydrated. Okay. All right. All right. Everyone. Okay. Sorry. I've teased it enough. Delayed long enough. Let's get to the barbecue takeout game changer. This is, this is going to sound so simple and probably some people have already done this. All I'm talking about is this. I went to Slayton. Actually, I didn't go. My wife went last Friday. She was, she was dying for some brisket mac and cheese at pit forks and smoke rings. So she went and got that and we talked about kind of like, Hey, well, what else do you want to get? And I said, I want some, I want at least one sausage link. So she got a sausage link and then she got some chopped brisket and then just brought it all home. And luckily I was able to come meet her for lunch. What she did on top of this guys was the game changer. So she's rolling in the car with brisket, mac and cheese, sausage, smoked sausage and delicious chopped brisket. Before she got home, she went through roses. Mm. I know where you're going with this. A dozen fresh 
oh. hot tortillas. Well, here's the thing. Pit forks and smoke rings also make their own tortillas, but I think you only get like one. Oh, dude, I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. We're, we've all well, been there twice. I think you get it if you get like a plate. Okay. Okay. But go on. We haven't done plates. The first time we, the first time we went, we got sandwiches. And the second time we went, we just got like a half pound of chop and yeah, you yeah. know what I just so said. So if, if, if you get like a two or three meat plate, I think it comes with a tortilla, but only one. Well, the thing I didn't remember about, cause I haven't just gotten tortillas at Roses in forever. They also give you a, a you know, their kind of medium size of their salsa. And this was a really good salsa day. Sometimes roses, sorry, I hate to say it, but sometimes roses medium salsa is pretty weak. This this was not. I wasn't sure if it was the arbol or not, but it was it was a spicy medium salsa. So not only did we have um, chopped brisket, smoked sausage, brisket mac and cheese, we had salsa, we had barbecue sauce from pit forks and smoke rings, we had delicious warm, hot roses tortillas. And the great thing about those fresh tortillas, when you get them from there or United or any place like that, you have to eat them fast. You do. They, they you have don't no last. choice. They do not last. So, I mean, I was forced to eat tortillas all weekend. It was just great. That is my tip. If you go get some chopped beef or anything like that, or, or sausage or anything, pick you up some fresh, hot tortillas on the way home. You will not regret it. The other great thing about barbecue... Uh, when you do have leftovers, you can take that leftover meat and put it into some other dish. Um, True. I, I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Michael and his wife actually brought us dinner. It was a smoked brisket enchilada casserole. Yes, sir. Or like one of the sides at Pit Forks and Smoke Rings, the brisket mac and cheese. Um, or you can put it into like a baked potato as a topping, like... Leftover brisket goes in just about anything. Breakfast burritos, man. Breakfast burritos like like, like Rudy's does. Um, you can do a little Tex-Mex style and, and make some corn elote cups. Oh, yeah. And put brisket in that. Did you say nachos already? Nachos is really good. Um, you, you know who, who does like a really good uh, barbecue pulled pork nacho is Fuzzies. Really? Mm -hmm. I haven't been to Fuzzies in forever. They do a like a white cheese pulled pork nacho, and they're so good. Well, I am okay. I'm going to end our food talk with, or my portion of it at least, with one final thing. We're going to the Fredericksburg area this weekend, and we're going back to Alamo Springs Cafe, which was one of, I think it was the one or two best burger in the state of Texas several years ago on Texas Monthly. You will have to report back on that. Oh, we went, we, we have done this. It was, I think, I guess 20, it doesn't matter. It was four or five years ago and it was outstanding. So I can't wait to go back and I will report on this. Can't wait. Can't wait. Bart Scott. All right. Um, so there won't be a, an instant reaction podcast this weekend. You get a week off from us moaning and complaining <laughs> any more than we already have. Um, won't be any groveling or whatever you want to say. But we will be back next week for our West Virginia preview. Um, for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you next time.
Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.